Hi, my name is Rick Henders. I'm with American Well Test Incinerators. American Well Test Incinerators. Boy, that's got some cool words in it. Let's let's find out what it is that you guys do specifically in the oil and gas industry. Right on, Jason. Well, thanks for uh, the, the interview here. We provide incinerators. We're burning natural gas for oil and gas companies, operators. Uh, our equipment eliminates the need for a flare stack or a visible flame on location. Flaring is flaring is offensive to a lot of people. There's emissions coming off of it. It is. Uh, it, it tells everybody what we're doing. So with our equipment, when we move on one of our incinerators or a couple, sometimes it's needed if the gas flow is higher. We can burn the natural gas instead of using a flare stack. There's no visible flame, no smoke, no odor, complete destruction of noxious gases, and uh, it's just a, a win for pretty much everybody. Of course, buzzwords like ESG, environmental movement, eco, caneco, whatever you want to call it. Uh, talk to me about that environmental side of things. You know, I, I would have to imagine this is what oil companies want to be hearing. You are right. Uh, environmental stewardship, ESG, climate tech innovation. Yeah, we fit into all of those categories. It's just a way to minimize emissions. The public wants us to be doing that. We should be doing that. And as I said, environmental stewardship with our equipment, we can help operators burn natural gas as it's needed to happen sometimes. We all, I think we all can agree that it's best if we can gather that gas and sell it. But it's not all the time possible. So sometimes if there's takeaway infrastructure isn't in place yet and the oil company has to do a, a flowback, a well test, uh, we can burn that gas off for them, and there's no emissions and no visible flame on location. So it's a great thing. What are you finding to be your biggest obstacles getting this into the marketplace? You know, it's tough sometimes when you get all the boxes checked and it's a no-brainer, but, boy, getting it into the marketplace, that's a whole different story. I think one of the biggest things is overcoming. Uh, I get this all the time, Jason. You know what? I've been doing this my whole life and we've been burning gas with a flare stack or used to be venting back in the day uh we don't need you i said and i always tell those people who give me that line listen don't lose my card because regulations are changing and you're gonna have to be changing up the way you do things yourself so just changing that that mindset i think is the biggest thing education awareness Education. Yep. Repetitiveness, Educate. too. Yep. You know, a lot of times people people need to be told a few times, you know, at least I, I know that I was told many times before I learned things. At least that's that's my parents used to say, do you know how many times I got to tell you before you learn? So <laughs> uh, yep. how, how many different shale plays are you guys in? Does it now I, I like to give the example, you know, there's this guy who's got a $600,000, you know, generator that only works in wet gas. You know, that's a very specific item. Uh, you're, do you have, does it work in all shale plays? Is there a specificity behind what you're talking about? Uh, talk to me about the product and the different shale plays. Or or just, you know, not non-traditional too, I guess. Right. That's interesting you asked that. Uh, so we work in all shale plays to answer a quick answer to your question. 
Uh, we originated in Alberta, Canada many years ago, uh, about 16 years ago. And we've had many calls over the years to expand into the United States. And so we have done that. We've worked in the Bakken. We've worked out in the Marcellus, in Utica. Pretty much any producing province or state in North America we have worked in. We've been up to the uh, North Slope in Alaska. We've been out in New Brunswick, down into, uh, out in California, down into the Gulf Coast. So wherever there's natural gas and an issue with clearing, we can help operators with that problem. You mentioned Canada. Of course, one of our regulars, Terry Edom, he's writer for the BOE Report, does a blog called Public Energy Number 1. He's also the author of The End of the Fossil Fuel Insanity, but he's out of Calgary up there. And we like to have different conversations about the the way that the Canadian government treats oil and gas and how the American government treats oil and gas. We always talk about, boy, it'd be nice to get that perfect hybrid in there. And from the government side in Canada, they've always been, it seems, more progressive or more ahead of America when it comes to some of these environmental regulations. What have you found with the international business? Have you found that one side is easier to get with, with regulations versus the other, or is it just the same, the same needs education on both sides of the border, I guess? Well, I guess that's why we started in Canada 16-ish years ago. Uh, the regulations were such that the operators just had to stop burning uh, natural gas on site. Uh, it was either neighbors were pushing to have the flaring eliminated or there was, you know, they wanted to minimize and reduce the emission. So that's how we got started here. And uh, you're right, or you, I think you're alluded to the fact that things are a little different elsewhere. I have found in the states that uh, the states are a little further behind Canada in making the oil companies minimize or reduce their flaring and reduce their emissions. But it's coming, and it has been coming. Uh, we started in Colorado back in 07, 08. Colorado, now there's certain areas in Colorado where you cannot burn natural gas on site, period. You either have to collect it or re-inject it back into the ground. That's how strict they are in some of the areas there. But North Dakota is changing. Uh, we've been helping operators in North Dakota for the last uh, three or four years. There are limits that you can burn on site. And when you exceed those limits, you get fined. So with our equipment, we're helping operators. They can burn their gas on site with no emissions, and then they don't hit those limits. And so, hence, no fines. How about down south of the Mason-Dixon line? Any success down in the Permian and oh, some of the other pl- plays down there? We're starting to get some traction down there. It's a little further behind elsewhere, it seems to me. I continue to get the age-old uh, reply to my sales talk. You know, we don't need you. Thank you for coming, but... And again, my reply is, hey, don't lose our card. Don't lose our information regulations are changing and we're seeing that all the time i don't think there's a day goes by on my inbox where i don't get some negative uh response negative press about flaring 
And when there's negative press about flaring, we can help those issues. Well, who's your customer then? Is it the is it the oil company? Is it the is it one of the midstream companies? Who 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 do you try to reach out to then? We started out mostly for the oil companies, uh, right on site, upstream. That's where most of the flaring taking place, but midstream as well. We're helping, uh, for instance, pipeline blowdowns when they have to blow out the natural gas out of pipelines to do some maintenance work. Well, we can flare off, we can burn that gas for them with no visibility and no emissions. And then uh, downstream as well, right at the uh, production facilities. Okay. Anything we, anything we left out? Anything that uh, you want to make sure we... Uh reiterate or you know anything along those lines if you maybe the technology side of things well the technology side of things i mean we got a premium piece of equipment if you can picture a 40 foot tall coors light can that's skid mounted it pulls on the location on the back of a tractor trailer quickly sit into place with a small crane uh hook up the flow back or the well testing separator to our equipment Press the on button, and that's as hard as our equipment gets to operate. Press the on button, and it's up and running. You've got two igniters working in there steady. And uh, if there's, when gas is introduced into the combustion chamber, we have ignition, and we're, we're taking off. We're burning gas. So you just bring the big, uh, big beer can up to the well site, hook up a hose, and that's it, huh? <laughs> yeah. It sounds kind of goofy when you say it like that, but that's, that's that's as easy as it gets, as hard as it gets. Used to have a couple of keggers and, in college. Uh, we did the same thing, but they're totally different results. <laughs> <laughs> totally different results. Yes, sir. Well, how can people get in touch with you and find out some more information or do some business with you? Jason, thanks for asking that. My name is Rick Henders, and uh, email address is rick, R-I-C-K, at awincinerators.com. And phone number is 